The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Welcome to the Friends in Recovery Podcast, the podcast that is here to help you, a loved one, or a friend get started down the road to recovery. This is the Friends in Recovery Podcast, brought to you by the Genesis House. Genesis House, providing a safe, nurturing environment to heal from addiction since 1992. Please be a friend and share our message with a friend on Podbean, iTunes, iHeartRadio, or YouTube. And now, here are your Friends in Recovery. Hey, welcome everybody to FriendsInRecoveryPodcast.com. We're podcasting live here from Studio 21 Podcast Cafe with uh, producer extraordinaire Ed Sullivan. What's up, Ed? We have uh, Barista. <laughs> Extraordinaire Gary, he's hiding over Good there. Cup of coffee, thanks, oh, what Gary. a cup of coffee this is! <laughs> yeah, and uh, I'm Mike Miles, also known as the Podfather. Wow. There it is. Ah, All right, like that, huh? All right. and I'm Ed Chancho, also known to Mike as Jersey Ed. Jersey Ed, <laughs> that's right. He's got that jazzy accent. That's right. That's and we right. have a guest, Mike Wilson, today on the show with us. Um, thanks for having me. Thanks for coming. That's but right. before we get to you, we got some business to take care of. Um, we like to thank Genesis House, of course. They're uh, they're always um, you know. Always here for us for this show. We couldn't do it without them. That's for sure. Um, also, um, to get a hold of us on the show here, uh, you can email us at help at friendsinrecoverypodcast.com. We're looking for speakers. We're also looking for some alumni to come on, either by phone or um, or here live in the studio. We have a, an alumni series going on. Um, we sure do. Yep, yep. So that's going well. And we have a couple of alumni already. And uh, we're going to get a few more, hopefully, coming on soon. Um, and also, uh, get a hold of Genesis house. If you have a problem or if you want to just get a hold of one of us here on stage, uh, 800-737-0933. And I know Mike, you like to give out your number too. I do. I do. I'm hoping for, uh, many phone calls. My cell phone number is 978-746-1717 and, um, call me 24, seven, I'm always available. I'm not saying I'll answer at three in the morning, but sometime <laughs> between 11 and seven, I'll be up several times and, uh, I always check my phone, but we do encourage you to call at three in the morning. Yeah, so. I'll, I'll be glad to get back to you because recovery is, uh, it's everything to me. That's right. And then also the alumni, if you guys want to get a hold of Skylar, um, she's our alumni, uh, coordinator down at Genesis house. Her email is Skylar S K Y L E R N at genesishouse.net. You can email her too. Um, and if you want to be put on our email list, um, to, to get notification of the show and notification of what Genesis House is up to and, and uh, you know, what we're doing, some of the new stuff, um, just to email Skylar. Um, back to you, Mike. Yes, well, here we are. We have a guest. <laughs> we got a guest, Mike Wilson. I thought it was Mike Wilson from the Beach Boys, but uh, I was a little disappointed. But <laughs> no, only kidding. Uh, Mike, real pleasure to meet you. You as well. And, uh, yeah. Thanks for having me. I see you brought your book. I did bring a book. Loving yeah. Lions. You're, yep. you're an author, and uh, I read your bio. You're a pretty interesting guy. Yeah, really? he's, uh, yeah. Huh. he's the director of Bay State Recovery Services. I am. I remember when you had the uh, Renewed Hope Project. Yes. Is yes, that existing anymore? It is not. Okay. It is not. So That's how we started. We yeah. started with renewed hope and then uh it uh, it born this new organization and uh we took our services in a different direction but still doing the same thing good so always good, working good. with families good so everybody knows what that service is then they do not <laughs> not yet okay not all right yet. good, good. <laughs> they will they will after the show is over that's my hope <laughs> mike and i go back a long time um mm -hmm. we refer back and forth to each other mm -hmm. um probably about what, 10 years now we've known each other give or take about um, that yeah 
And uh, I remember when you were new to this field and very uh, new, very green, asking thousands of questions. <laughs> and now you're one of us old timers now. <laughs> so feels that way. So, so Ed made what you are today. Is that correct? <laughs> no, 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 no. We can blame Ed. I'll, I'll blame Ed. Yeah, I don't take I don't I don't take credit for all the good stuff. So, yeah. um, Mike, did you notice Mike's haircut? I did. I noticed. I'm going to have to start shaving this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one of the things. That's one of the things I got from Ed. That's right. That's what I told him. You guys just go embrace bald. it. That's just embrace it. Right. Right. Yeah. Every guest we've had lately has been has, has been shaved. We have. That is true. That Makes is that feel good. That's right. That's right. Well, Mike, it's good to have you. Good to see you again. I'm um, like Mike said. You wrote a book. Um, just did. tell us a little bit what's going on in your life. How you been? What's you know well, what, what so, you're doing. Uh, so as you mentioned uh, previously, my uh, the first company, Renewed Hope Project. Uh, you know, I'm a person in recovery, addict in recovery. I, I prefer addict in recovery, but um, so I'm an addict in recovery. And and a long time ago, uh, when I got well, uh, my my journey led me into trying to figure out what was uh, what was missing. Um, you know, I had my family went through my my addiction with me, uh, alongside of me, my parents, my family, my kids, everybody. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I really just believed that they had. Um, they needed advocates. They needed people for them that yep. could help educate them, teach them. And um, so I designed my services around working with the family. Okay. Uh, so we are that first point of contact nice. for a lot of family nice. members that are reaching out and really just don't know what they're looking for, don't know how to help. Sure. Um, they don't know uh, what it's going to take to get someone into treatment. So yep. we get a lot of calls from families that have the unwilling loved one, if you will, right. uh, mm-hmm. like I was. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, My family wanted me to get help before I did. Sure. And so they would reach out. And uh, so we designed all of our services around exactly that. What could we do for the family when they're calling? Uh, their loved one's not quite ready to get help. They need education, guidance, direction, access to treatment programs like the Genesis House. How can we get them there? And uh, so everything that we do is focused around that. Absolutely. Sure. And we all know that you know addiction is a family disease, and mm-hmm. uh, not everybody is afflicted with the, the uh, disease of addiction in the family. However, mm-hmm. the addict or the alcoholic, or both, um, I, I don't think there's much of a difference, but some people do, um, you know, they certainly can cause havoc and wreak havoc on the family. And mm-hmm. it's uh, it's really good to to know that when you seek help, if you have a family that's you're going to be going back to or they're standing by you, that they can also get the Absolutely. Uh, the knowledge yeah. and, and information that might help them as well. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when I first met you, Mike, mm-hmm. um, I'm a big family component too. You have to work with the families. You have to work with the attic. Um and and I I learned that from John Kelly, a good friend of mine who owns Extra Care Health Services, and he was one of the first, got kind of like thirty years ago, working with the families and mm-hmm. saying that this is a family addiction, not just the the, the addict themselves. But when I met you, you it, you were spot on. You were definitely way above your way, you know. A, a, past your time or mm-hmm. is that the what, what word am I looking for ahead of my time ahead of your time there we Jesus go yeah. God yeah <laughs> coffee did I got you I hope you find it <laughs> <laughs> he was way ahead of his time um, I remember him saying um, I don't like working with the addict I like to put him right into treatment and start working with the family right I was fascinated by that because that's kind of the way I grew up in this field is like, you know, get the attic. I, I enjoy working with the attic. Mm-hmm. I like getting that attic into treatment. Thank I God like somebody that. does. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but I also do like working with the families simultaneously mm-hmm. only to a point where I can pass them to somebody like you or John Kelly or somebody right. who, who does that family mm-hmm. system, um, you know, therapy and everything. So that did fascinate me. That was 10 years ago you were right. doing that, give or take. I mean, you know. Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, when I came into the industry, I just went around everybody that was already doing it. I wasn't trying to reinvent the wheel. I just yeah, went right. in and said, what are the gaps? Yeah. You know, I was like, where are you struggling? And when I talked to treatment programs, they said, you know, the families are calling in 
and we're more equipped to deal with their loved one once they're ready to come in right. or we're more equipped to help get them over that little hurdle yeah but we're not equipped to take them for the full ride for yeah. an intervention or whatever whatever it might be yeah. so it was about filling that gap. So you'll work with the families even before the addict's ready to come in? That is correct. Okay. Yeah. That, that's I, I excellent. Mean, you got to imagine that the people around me, I mean, my own family included, they were probably done before I was. They were probably fed up before I was. Sure. And, sure. you know, they were, uh, you know, my, my family system, I got some siblings and some parents. Mm -hmm. And as you can imagine, my siblings' successes uh, were overshadowed by my struggle. Mm -hmm. um, you know, my parents' resources were more focused on me than they were some of the other kids. Right. Sure. So it affected the whole dynamic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. Do you hey, do interventions? I do. You do? Yep. Yeah, he does. He's, yep. a, he's a good – he did a couple for me already, and yep. he's an excellent interventionist. We actually uh, train interventionists now. Oh, you do? We do, yeah. So okay. we've been approved by the Pennsylvania Certification right. Board. NADAC, uh, National Association of Social Workers. So we'll, we'll do that on another show. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, exactly. So for anybody out there listening, though, because this program is about, you know, people that are still sick and suffering, hopefully they're listening. Just a, you know, a quick tidbit. What what would you say is the most important um, aspect of a of an intervention? Um, mm. uh, trying to get, I guess my my statement's kind of a question. Would it be trying to get the, the person into into treatment or is it trying to get – the family to understand that the person, you know, they could be enabling them mm -hmm. to death, mm -hmm. uh, you know, or do you just combine everything? So the ideal scenario is that you do both. You know, I think traditionally they were uh, originally focused like the Johnson model was originally client focused. It's can we get this person into treatment and then deal with the family afterward, okay. you know, try to help yeah. them heal, try to help them yep. make changes, hold their boundaries. Um, you know, what we, what we started about 10 years ago was slowing it down a little bit and right. spending time with the family first, nice. uh, focusing on getting them to change their behaviors. And basically the idea behind an intervention is that your loved one may not be ready to go to treatment just yet, but if you can change the system around them, mm -hmm. then right. you can lead them to treatment. Absolutely. Absolutely. You and know? you know, Mike, we have a lot of families watching, not just the, uh, not just alumni or the addicts. We have families mm -hmm. watching that yeah. don't know what to do. We have a lot of parent groups that watch right. us. We have a lot of, uh, you know, a, a lot of families saying, well, what do I do next? How, I got this loved one downstairs in my basement and want to o yeah. OD every every week. Mm -hmm. What do I do? And here's the answer right here. Right. Mike Mike Wilson's the answer, Bay State um, Recovery. Um, real quick, how can they get a hold of you? Just because, you know, I'm, I'm sure they're probably right. peaking interest now. How can they get a hold of you? Well, I mean, uh, our, our website, baystaterecovery.com. Nice okay. and simple. Everything's on there. Contact forms, information about the services. Uh, we have an 800 number. Okay. 800-270-2302. Uh, okay. Um, and that you can get direct to me in okay. that. Uh, I think if you hit one. Okay. Maybe. Wow. You're important. <laughs> I'm, I'm the first one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm guessing. I'm guessing. I haven't called the number yet, but I'm pretty sure if, uh, if you call the 800 number, you can get direct to me. And, okay. And the, the one thing we've been doing the whole 10 years is that we do a free consultation. Mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't cost anything. Yep. And that's probably my favorite part of this. We'll never get rid of it. And we'll sit down with any family in person, by video, over the phone for an hour to an hour and a half, and just let you dump. Mm -hmm. You know, talk about what's happening yep. and sort through your, th right, your yeah, thoughts and right. figure out what do you want to do? How yeah, far so are you willing to go? Yeah. So now, what about those folks in Tempe, Arizona or or mm -hmm. um, or Anchorage, Alaska mm -hmm. or, or, you know, Providence, Rhode Island? How yeah. do you deal with those people? So we go everywhere. Okay. Um, you know, the reality is, is that this is not just local. I mean, we're, we're based here in Massachusetts, but, you know, we travel everywhere. And, and the idea is that, you know, we can start with a family no matter where you're at. Okay. Uh, that's why we use video and phone and stuff like that to okay. get families prepared. And, you know, if we can spend enough time preparing the family system, then by the time we go out there, everybody's ready for change. Okay. Uh, so you could do this by phone, video. Um, eventually you're going to have to meet the family. That so. is correct. Yeah. Good, good. So good. we do go out there. And, you know, I mean, it's it's tough to step into a family system and, you know, prepare them for their loved one saying no. Yeah. Which is what we all have to prepare them for. Yes. I mean, yeah. I know that if my family came to me. 
odds are I probably probably would have said no at first. Sure, uh, but if my family system was willing to change, sure. um, then that system was no longer conducive to my addiction. Well, that's a key thing. The family system has to be willing to change. Of course. Also, you can throw the addict into treatment. If that family doesn't change, that addict's going to come back in right. and fit right back into that system and 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 go back to his or her old ways so you know well, they're going to fall right back into the, their natural gate i exactly. mean if if, uh, if all those tools and skills work for so many years to get what they wanted yeah. they plug back into the system if the family's still responding the same way why not fall back well, well you know, the old saying that you know most addicts and alcoholics have to hit bottom before they're ready and you know mm. and, and i do believe that 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 is a, a true premise but also I, I being in the business for so many years now i'm also a firm believer that you can raise that bottom by yes. being, you know, interactive by mm-hmm. by giving getting some information, being able to communicate with your loved one or whoever is addicted. Yeah, um, professionally raising the bottom. No, I think there's a lot yeah. of families correct. that try to raise right. the bottom on their own. Right. Yeah, uh, and a lot of times they can do more harm than good. Sure. Uh, you know, they're trying to punish the behavior out of their loved one instead right. of raising the bottom with an opportunity for treatment. Sure. No, I have another question. Um, as far as um, for me, as soon as we started talking family, I always think of the big book and I think about the mm. the one paragraph, the family afterward, you know, um, which is an, a nice paragraph to read um, when somebody's sober and things are going well. But um, do you do you use the premise of AA, 12 Steps of Recovery? Um, is, is that something that's um, intricate in, good question. in your line of work? Really good question. Yeah, I mean, well, so my recovery is based on that. Uh, mm-hmm. That's how I got well. Good and so, you. I mean, you know, when I'm, when I'm talking with families, a lot of my personal experience comes into play. And I think having them see me, right. you know, somebody that's well, somebody that's in recovery, and they, they're looking at their loved one and they're right. trying to compare the two. So right. my loved one can have that. You know, right. we're powers of example in recovery. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. you know, of course, my recovery process plays into it. Right. Uh, you know, they look at that and they say, I want that from my loved one, right. and they can have that. Right. Yeah. I just find it uh, just disturbing, and I hate to say it, because there, I'm sure there are plenty of people that have gotten sober with the uh, alternatives or, or, or the generic type of recovery that people use nowadays, some of these I, I stay up late at night only because I'm old and I don't sleep much. <laughs> Years ago, I stayed up late at night because I was, uh, you know, wired on cocaine. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I was trying to figure out my next move. Still up for different reasons. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for but, good reasons. Yeah. But I, I listen. I listen to some of these commercials and infomercials, and you know, it just disturbs me. Um, Maybe because I learned old school. You know, I've been sober almost 33 years. But I've learned old school how to get sober. And it was tons of meetings. It was a sponsor. It was getting on my knees, asking for help, going to tons of meetings. But I hear them. There's a certain um, company. I don't know the name of it because I really kind of, I guess I'm going to shut it out. But (laughs) he talks about, you know, that they use an an alternative to, uh, you know, um, 12 steps of recovery. We don't use that. Oh, the cure. They have a cure. Yeah, they have a special cure. And I just think you money grubbing. You know, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I wish I could get. I, wish I, could I get know who you're talking. Yeah, about. I think everybody saying, out yeah. there might yeah. know that. I'd like to be about two feet, and, you know, next to that yeah. guy. And I'd give him a right hook. But, I know, I know. Um, well, once you think you're cured, I think that that's the end, the yeah, beginning of the end. Over, again, yeah, yeah. You know? Well, I mean, it's a, it's a way of life. It's a life issue, right? It's a life problem. Yeah. So, I mean, you can't you can't address just the symptoms. It's kind of like so. In my book, I talk about there's a chapter where we talk about it, and we talk about it like a um, like the flu, right? Mm-hmm. So, when you have the flu, how do you know you have the flu? Right. The symptoms, symptoms, right? Yeah, sure. yeah. You don't, you don't have sneeze. You don't have cough. You have yeah. the flu, right? Yeah. And so instead of treating the flu, we treat the symptoms. Yeah. And the idea is that if you don't have symptoms, you don't have the flu anymore. Kind of like true. taking Dayquil. Exactly. And a lot of people feel like if you can get rid of the symptoms of addiction, mm-hmm. then addiction goes away. But mm-hmm. it, it, nice analogy. it stays there. Very you nice. know? And you've got to change the way of life. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be back. We're going to be talking about Mike Wilson's book, Loving Lions. And it's not going to Africa. So <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back in a minute. Thanks. 
Genesis House is a premier substance abuse and rehabilitation facility located in beautiful Palm Beach County, Florida. We have been providing the highest quality of addiction treatment since 1992 and are accredited by the Joint Commission. We offer a range of programs that include detox, residential treatment, dual diagnosis, a Christian track for people who want to incorporate their faith into treatment, a uniform services track, and we work with most major insurance carriers. Genesis House is led by a dedicated team of administrative and clinical professionals, and we stand on our commitment to excellence in recovery services. Contact us today to find out more about our program. Take the first step and call Genesis House at 800-737-0933 or visit us on the web at www.genesishouse.net. That's 800-737-0933 or www.genesishouse.net. Begin your journey to a long and successful recovery with Genesis House. Hey, welcome back. Friends of RecoveryPodcast.com. Podcasting live here from Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. Let me slow it down a little bit. Um, it's all that good coffee, Gary's for you. Yes, guys. I know. <laughs> Gary, what the heck? <laughs> it's good to be back. Love podcasting out of here. This is a mecca for... Podcasting, I guess. It's a great studio. Yeah, right? it is, right? It's yeah, wonderful. It really yeah, yeah. Real so. quick, guys, I forgot to mention before, um, we, we are now on, it's been a while now, right, Ed, that we've been on uh, uh, Facebook Live, I think. Quite and a going, number of weeks, yeah. yeah. going very well. Yeah. Um, so keep, uh, you know, keep getting out there. Keep looking us up however you get on. Subscribing. You know, subscribing, yep. Hit that subscribe button on whatever your favorite podcast catcher is. Um, and it, that's important to us because then that gets the, gets the show out to you weekly. Yes. This show is every week. Tuesday at four o'clock, we're on just like today. Um, mm -hmm. Now we were uh, talking to Mike uh, Wilson, and mm -hmm. um, before the before the break, uh, he was talking a little bit about the families. And I know Mike, you're you're very interested in, in his book. So I am, I. am yes. And uh, you want to give us a little bit about your book and why you wrote it. I and, do. Uh, what it's a, kind of what it's about and how we can get it, maybe. I will do all of that for you. But I'm yes. going to get—I'm getting a copy though. You right? are getting a copy, <laughs> and I'm going to sign it for you. Good, good, good. Once I sign it, it's worth somewhere between twenty dollars and a million. Wow! Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. That's going on eBay right after we get out of here. If anybody knows how to get on eBay, give me a call. Yeah. <laughs> so as as we were mentioning before, you know my work with families. You know mm -hmm. the years of work with families. It's you know at, just like I used the flu analogy just yeah. a while ago. You know I have all these stories and analogies that help families take the emotion out of the situation and try to wrap their heads around the problem. And so for years and years and years, I had all these little stories. Um, and one of them was about a lion. Um, and, you know, the story, I'll, I'll break it down really short for you, is that, um, you know, uh, there's a story about a family that gets a lion cub uh, and they want a house cat. And so they take this lion cub and they raise it like a house cat, but it's a lion. All right. Lion gets bigger, grows up, and the family continues to try to treat it and love it like a house cat, but it grows up and behaves like a lion. And it does lion-like things, mm -hmm. and they get mad at it for behaving like a lion because they want it to behave like a house cat, and it gets it feels bad because it can't behave like a house cat. <laughs> and eventually in this story, the family has to get rid of the lion mm -hmm. because it's behaving like a lion. Yeah. It's right. killing neighborhood pets and yeah. you know ripping up the furniture and stuff. The normal lion stuff. It's doing lion stuff, yeah. right. And, the, and the, the, the problem here is that the family has an expectation that it's not going to behave like a lion. And so they keep treating it like a house cat, and eventually it just doesn't work out. Yeah. And so this this analogy kind of it, it grew. Yeah. And you know the the problem we're having with families is that they have someone that's sick with addiction, mm -hmm. 
and the expectation is that they should be able to pull it together. They should be able to stop doing drugs and just be normal. Right. It's not possible. No. You know, there's yeah. an illness that needs to be treated. Yeah. So I wrapped this book around that analogy and filled it with others. And the first few chapters are, you know, me qualifying, talking about my addiction, my yeah. recovery, and trying to help families understand that, you know, there is a process to it. It does grow. It does uh, um, develop over time. It is progressive, but that it can be addressed. Talk about relapse. Talk about, you know, the mindset of somebody and the, the obsessive relationship with drugs and alcohol and how, how it makes us feel better and how we seek relief. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, a lot of it is prescriptive nonfiction, which is telling people what they can do about it. Okay. You know, so once you learn about it, once you wrap your head around it, that's what do you do about it? What do you do when you love someone like that? And so I put a lot into this. This is, it's self-published. It's available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. Um, and libraries, I think it's in libraries too. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, the idea was to just give families a guide. Sure. You know, it's a guide for families struggling with yeah, addiction. Sure. I, yeah. I've just found out that my loved one's going through this. What am I gonna do about it? Yeah, well, right. first yeah. thing you got to do is learn right. about it. Yeah, you find yeah. out your kid has diabetes. What do you do? Right. Learn about Go diabetes. Learn about it. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. And then yeah. you figure out how you play a role in that. You can't cure diabetes yeah. as a family, but sure. you can support them. Absolutely, absolutely. And that's what this book is about. Well, I like that. And uh, it's, it's called Loving Lions by Michael Wilson Jr. Mm -hmm. And um, did you say? Um, eBay? No, 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 no. That's Ed's copy. That's, that's my copy to be on eBay shortly after the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so Amazon and Barnes Amazon. and Noble. Oh, I was yep. thinking Amazon. Good. And then, yeah. then the phone number you can call and you can Absolutely. kind of direct them to. Yep. So. Yeah, it's available on our website down the bottom of every good, page. Good. So what inspired you to write this book? I mean, obviously I know what inspired you and I know you've been talking about it for a mm -hmm. long time, but what was that final kick over saying, okay, I got to get this out? So I'm going to be honest with you, man. Okay. I'm getting old. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm, what are you, 35, 36? I just shaved the grays off. What's happened is I'm I'm losing CPU space up in the brain, you know, so I got to get these stories on paper because before I forget them. That's right. And, you know, in all honesty, it's just that, you know, I'm not, a, I'm not going to meet, I'm not going to be able to meet every family that needs this information. Yeah. They're not all going to call. I'm not going to get them all in an office. And, you know, I know that the stories that I've told and the things that I use in my office are very helpful. Yep. I just wanted people that may never meet me to have access to it and try to wrap their heads around it Dang. because it's worked for so many families. Yep. Why not get it out there? Exactly. And, exactly. Uh, you know, I try to give as many as away as I can. I send them to treatment programs cool. okay. for them to give out to families. Uh, you know, a lot of family programs use them. They buy them. They give them out. And I think that's really – that's what I was hoping for. Okay, good. You know, good. I don't want to be on Oprah. I just want the book to get out there. I mean, I'll go. I'll go. I'm not like, it's not why I did it. But, and I won't turn you down, Oprah. Right. But, you know, it's She's making she, a comeback. <laughs> hey, listen, we're a step below Oprah here. So you're, you're, listen, I'm you're, on my you're way. You're getting out there now, right? Yeah. It's going to be the Genesis House Book Club. That's right. That's right. We actually had an author on here not too long ago, Brian right. Casey. Brian he, Casey. Um, I think we, we attract authors for some reason. Good cop, good cop. Yeah, good cop, good cop. Absolutely. Um, you know, you, you mentioned relapse, and I, I think a lot. Of, I think it's important that we talk about relapse for quick, for a quick moment here. Mm -hmm. A lot of people, especially addicts and family members too, I mean, they they get a little success. Someone will go away for like a seven day spin dry detox, mm -hmm. get out, and then um, you know they might be sober for a week or so, and everyone thinks, "Hey, we're back to normal. Right. It's good. Let's move on." You know, and. All of a sudden, there's a relapse. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've found it as a, a clinical uh, social worker and a licensed alcohol drug counselor for many years that, you know, relapse is part of recovery. And I hate saying that because I think people well, it, it feel kinda, like they, you know, it's oh, a setup it, to fail, right. but it's, it's, it is true. But though. it's a fact. Yeah. And, and, but, Unfortunately. My question to you, Michael, is, is um, or Mike, is in your line of work, when there is a relapse, mm -hmm. and do, do you agree? I, I'll, I'll ask you two questions. Do you agree that it's part of recovery? You know, I I feel like it's it's part of addiction. Right. You know, the road okay. to recovery can have many paths. Mm -hmm. You know, it can. I've I've seen people, you know, aggressively pursuing recovery and carrying a a, 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 a 
a desire to use mm-hmm. in the background. You know right, what I mean? What, right. what do we call that? The, uh, a, um, right. Whatever. The carrying, like, I want to use at some point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. in there in the back. Reservation. Right. Yeah, reservation. Yes, yes, yes. And, and, and they're carrying that. And, and so that, that manifests into a relapse. Right. And sometimes people need to go back out and, well, I, th- I think I can drink. But that relapse will show them that they can't, mm-hmm. you know, and then it pushes them back into recovery. So it yep. can be part of that journey, but relapse is part of addiction. I sure. mean, how do you yeah. let go of something that makes you feel so great? Well, sure. well, you know, you can't hide it. You can't say, well, don't say that because right. that's what we always did in addiction, mm-hmm. in, in, in our addictions. Okay, well, let's let's pretend it's not here. Right. Relapse is a real part of our, of, of our recovery mm-hmm. and, and it can happen. Right. But to be aware of it and to get around it and maybe, you know, push it away, you got to be aware of it. You right. can't just sweep it under the carpet right. like we did like right. when we were using out there right you know? my sponsor said to me years ago um you know hey his name is jim w and, and he's a great guy this guy spends his whole life just going around helping people and he makes no money he spends money his own money but he said i loved his line he used to always when he spoke from the podium which wasn't often but he always was doing something else emptying ashtrays cleaning emptying rubbish uh taking people driving them home but he used to say give me 90 days Mm. Stay sober for 90 days. Yep. If it's not working out, we'll refund your misery. That's mm-hmm. right. And, you know, that stayed with me. Um, when I got my 90-day medallion, I, I can remember sitting in St. Patrick's Church in Lowell, Massachusetts, and I, I get up to get my 90-day medallion. And that had stayed in my mind thinking, I don't want my, <laughs> I don't want all that craziness back again. Mm-hmm. I was feeling so good about where I was. And keep in mind, I had no job. Mm-hmm. I had no income because of the profession. I was a police officer on suspension. Yeah. You know, I couldn't collect unemployment. So I was working for a carpenter. I'm, I'm, and I'm no carpenter. But <laughs> you were painting today, though. I didn't have a, yeah, I was painting. <laughs> I didn't have a car. I mean, <laughs> it was, it was insane. But, my point is, I did not want to go back to where I was. Mm-hmm. I was so happy right. with the way I was feeling. So I really believe that relapse is part of recovery, but it doesn't have to be. Correct. You know, it certainly doesn't have to no. be. And, and if you're listening to this program and you're really sick and suffering, just remember, you know what? If you have relapse one time, 10 times, 100 times, you know what? You're always welcome. Come back. Yeah, yeah, come back. Always because welcome. there's plenty doesn't of us in here. No, that's right. no, absolutely. Right. It's no. not over. It, no. it, it, just because it didn't work that time doesn't mean it doesn't yeah. work. Correct? Yeah. Well, that 90-day that thing, there's science behind that, too. Absolutely. You know what I mean? They did a study absolutely. over at Yale. It's yep. called the sleeper effect that you know certain parts of your frontal lobe, they shut down when you're using. Mm-hmm. And then it takes approximately 90 days right. for that exactly. stuff to jump back to in. Back. And yep. you know, for you to start having clear thoughts about like, man, you know what? I like my life now. Yeah, it's it's a good life now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I mean, you're not, not going to get that back after a week. No, a month. no. <laughs> after six months, I remember being I remember being a year into recovery. Like, oh my god, somebody has five years. How do I get that? Mm-hmm. Well, we do get it one day at a time, right. and and it, and it starts opening up. Even even 25 years now, I look at Mike. Holy shit, he has 33 years. That's you know, um, the book the book is one thing. Base State Recovery is another. Yep. Um, and you have some podcasts that you do also. You want to tell us I about that? Do, so I do. How I can so, tune so, into that? So we do too. Um, well, I do too. Uh, one of them is called Collateral Damage, okay. and uh, with my co-host Maureen Cavanaugh, and we um, we really spend a lot of time focused on all the things that I didn't even know were happening out there. So we have guests on that talk about things like uh, neonatal abstinence syndrome, like what happens to the babies that right. are born physically mm-hmm. dependent, mm-hmm. what happens to them years later. Okay. You know, we talk about the economic impact of addiction, right. and I think for families or people that are just curious, it's a great podcast to hear about all the other stuff that's happening in addiction, like the impact on families and stuff. So mm-hmm. that's a good podcast for sure, us. Sure, absolutely. And, uh, and then I do another one on the side called The Other Stuff where we talk about nothing but a, nothing to do with addiction. Okay. Uh, all kinds of uh, conspiracy nice. theories and fun stuff <laughs> in my garage. Right. That's okay. That's good. That's what that's recovery brings us. That's the fun New stuff. New statistic just came out. Uh, I was mm-hmm. on the news this morning, Fox News, and they were talking about how pregnant women 
um, smoking marijuana has doubled, doubled in the last 18 months. Now think of that. You know, um, this is what we have when we have politicians in a state like Massachusetts that say, hey, this isn't a bad idea. We're going to make some money. Yeah. Let's, let's not even worry about it being a gateway drug. Let's not right. worry about yeah. the 18-year-olds that are going to start when they're 12 years old yeah. now, mm-hmm. you know. But it, it's just ridiculous that anybody that can think marijuana is is, is good for kids. Um, hey, I'm not it's saying not. it doesn't have its place for medicinal yeah. uh, circumstances and situations. Absolutely. But to make it legal and, and, and just to throw it out there like they're mm-hmm. doing now, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Well, real quick, how can we get on your podcast? And, and I know in the in the show notes, Ed will have it, but mm-hmm. how can we find your podcast? So Collateral Damage is available on all platforms. Okay. Uh, so you know the Apple, the Google, the Spotify, okay. our Heart Radio, YouTube. Yep. Um, the other stuff is brand new. We've, we've got one episode out, okay. so that one, will, that one will be available on all the same stuff, but it's coming out soon as good, well. Good, good. And then, and of course, we'll put it on our show to make yeah, sure they get a hold of it. We'll, we'll promote it and all that because yeah. you're a fellow podcast and a fellow that. alcoholic addict. I am. <laughs> and a fellow cigar smoker. And a fellow <laughs> Cigar RecoveryPodcast.com, and we're glad to have you here. And Mike Appreciate Wilson, that, man. Jr., and uh, Ed, we'll see you next week. Mike, thank you very much. Keep Make shining that head. All right, that's bro. right. Stay sober, everybody. <laughs> The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.